with the Environment in Focus, I'm Tom Pelton. This is the call of a meadowlark. This is an upland sandpiper. And this excitable fellow is a burrowing owl. What they have in common is that they are among more than 5,000 species of birds whose survival is threatened because of the expansion of industrial-style modern agriculture around the world. Populations of meadowlarks, for example, have fallen by 71% since 1966. And it's not just birds. Farming and development have reduced the population of all wild animals, mammals, birds, fish, and amphibians, by more than half since 1970. This is according to a new book titled In Search of Meadowlarks, written by John Marsloff, a professor of environmental science at the University of Washington. Marsloff explains how stripping away forests and meadows to replace them with monoculture fields of crops like corn and soybeans unintentionally brings an end to meadowlarks and other wildlife. Fundamentally, it's the tendency um, to farm basically what was called fence row to fence row farming every bit of the soil that can be plowed, so removing the habitat directly. I mean, that's the worst thing you can do for any species, right? But in addition to that, we've also increased our use of herbicides and pesticides. So we re- we've removed weeds, which are native in many cases and produce small seeds or soft leaves that, that a lot of these animals eat or that the insects that they rely upon eat. Mars Love's book, lays out solutions to this loss of biodiversity that would be, in theory, easy to implement because farmers did them routinely before a revolution in the agricultural chemical industry that happened in the 1950s and 60s. These strategies include allowing sections of trees and open meadows as homes for wildlife between farm fields and rotating and diversifying crops. For decades, the U.S. Department of Agriculture has offered farmers cash to encourage these conservation practices. But Marsloff points out that this Conservation Reserve Enhancement, or CREP, program has been badly underfunded by the federal government. The result is that farmers have learned they can earn a lot more just by growing corn, usually to feed livestock or meet federal ethanol fuel mandates. In addition to raising payments to farmers who incorporate more wildlife and trees into their farms, Marsloff argues the federal government needs to provide grants to encourage a new generation of younger farmers who often embrace organic and other alternative methods. To me, young farmers come on the land with the first kind of underlying purpose of doing no harm to the land. They want their land to be productive, of course, for their crops, But they also understand global issues. They understand greenhouse gas emissions and how farms can contribute to that. They understand loss of habitat and how farming contributes to that. Moving to smaller scale farms is not just a matter of saving birds in Mars Luff's mind. It's a matter of saving humanity itself. He noted that modern methods of packing thousands of hogs or chickens into windowless metal buildings can help breed and spread dangerous viruses that sometimes jump to people. Well, I think we are definitely increasing our risk of pandemics by the way we handle our farm animals, the way we have large monocultures of animals crammed together in in limited space. So to ensure a healthier future for ourselves, we need to start engineering more humanity into how we treat animals on our farms. 
with the environment in focus. I'm Tom Pelton of the Environmental Integrity Project, author of The Chesapeake in Focus. This program is sponsored by the ABLE Foundation. The views expressed are solely my own.